Welcome to episode 145 of the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. About a month ago, I picked up a Canon PicSmart Pro 9500 printer, which in Japan is called the Pixus Pro 9500. Um, in episode 144 of this podcast I talked about what I like and what I dislike about the printer in sort of an an initial impressions episode. In this episode, part two, I'm going to spill the beans and tell you how to work around the limitation that Canon chose to impose on us, which causes you you to have a a 35mm top and bottom border when using fine art papers. I will also be releasing a companion PDF file which will be episode 145.1 and that will appear in the feed or in iTunes Uh, also you can grab it from the podcasts page at martinbaileyphotography.com if you uh, you know if you go down to this particular episode Um, in the file you'll find photographs of some of the prints that I've made to compare the results of my tests In their ultimate wisdom, Canon decided to build a restriction into their printer driver software for the Pixma Pro 9500 that forces you to have a 35mm border at the top and bottom of the paper when you select one of their fine art print papers. At least in Japan, there are, um, you know, right now there are are three fine art print papers. Uh, There's Photomat, there's Photorag, and Museum Etching Papers. Um, I I bought, initially when I bought the printer, I bought some A3+, Plus, which is 13 by 19 of the photo rag and the mu- museum etching papers because I knew that I was going to like those. And also I bought some A4 of all, of all three and tried the photo mat as well. Um, didn't really find it, um, although it's a nice paper, I didn't think it was one that I'd want to add to my um, range that I make available for sale so I really concentrated my testing on the photo rag and the museum etching papers. Uh, when you select these papers in the printer driver though the software throws an alert and the 35mm border uh, or you know that that's on the top and the bottom uh, which is the sides if you're, if you're printing in landscape of course but basically the you know the short sides of the paper will uh, you, you know you, you're kind of shackled um, with these 35mm borders and there's really nothing you can do about it if you try to do everything the way Canon wants us to do it. As I explained last week though, this is not such a big deal for landscape format 13 by 19 inch prints uh, because I use a large border um, kind of by default, um, it's my my default setting um, where I use a large border at the sides anyway. Um, which is basically obviously the top and the bottom as I say and as we can actually move the print around to as close as three millimeters to the sides um, which become the top and the bottom of the print um, you know I can easily work around this but for for portrait format prints the top border of 35 millimeter is over restrictive and um, you know the restriction is also enforced on A4 papers too and so, you know, it just seems like, although they, they look good, it's just a little bit too much um, for that size of print. 
Of course, there are also times when we really just want to print and to almost fill the paper, and then we'll be matting, um, you know, matting and framing the the print ourselves. And you know, we really sometimes want to just go right up to the edges and then add that fine art border back with the mat. Essentially, you know, basically what I, what I'm thinking is is that you know, Canon sort of demands us uh, to use this uh, this border, and I just really didn't didn't want to be uh, restricted by that um you know essentially we're paying for the printer anyway you know we we we're paying for a printer that has no physical limitations that doesn't allow it to print to the edges because you can do that with the other papers um you know this uh, restriction really seems by all intent and purposes to be totally software enforced so in the absence of a good reason for this from canon i can only assume that it's them trying to tell us the artist how we should produce our fine art prints well, never been one for being told what to do. I decided that um, you know I, I was going to see if I could work around this, and have come up with a, a pretty good way of doing so. Actually, it's not just a pretty good way. I'm actually getting better results um, than when using Canon's uh, suggested settings and profiles. So let's get into the details of what I'm doing. The first thing that I started to think about is that Canon fine art paper, uh, the fine art rag and photo rag and the museum etching papers are actually made by, I believe, a German company called Hanemule or Hanemule and I, I'm not sure how you pronounce this. If I'm butchering it again, please forgive me. Um, but basically, you know, I visited the Hanemule or Hanemule site uh, to see if um, they had any profiles available for the Canon Pixma Pro 9500. Sure enough, uh, they were there. The profiles were there. So that I looked down, they had the um, in the the list of papers. There was the photo rag and the museum etching profiles, among others. These are, of course, for their for the papers that they market. But I'm I really was just thinking that they're probably pretty much the same paper. I might be wrong, but my tests prove good. So uh, we'll we'll continue, and I'll I'll tell you what I did. Basically, downloaded the profiles um, and started to experiment. Remember that these uh, this restriction with the the papers is enforced in the printer driver when you select the fine art paper. And as the the Harnemule uh, Harnemule website suggests, uh, printing their printing to their fine art papers with the paper selection set to matte photo paper in the uh, in the software. This obviously immediately restrict, uh, removes the restriction. You can print with any size border right up to the edges, um, and you know they also recommend that you use the rendering intent set as perceptual, which is right up my street. Remember that if you try this, you'll need to turn off color management in the printer driver, and allow Lightroom or Photoshop or whatever application you're printing from to do to do the color management, and then. You select the profile that you've just downloaded from the Harnemule website um, manually. In Lightroom, you do this in the Print Job section by clicking the Profile pull-down. If you don't see the profile after you, after you install it, then click Others from the bottom of the Profile pull-down and turn on. You know, just t there's a check a bunch of checkboxes next to the name. Find the Harnemule profile and turn on the checkbox next to it and then after you hit OK from then on you'll be able to see the uh, the um, profile in the pull down and just select it and you can also of course 
um, save all of these in your presets. So you, I generally just have a whole bunch of presets all, um, you know, put into different folders. Uh, some for Canon profiles, some for the Harney Muley one, some for other papers, and basically just sort of organise them like that. And then the size that I'm doing it, and anything. Whenever I do anything, I give it a descriptive name so that I don't have to do it again and just save it as a preset. The thing that um, I did. Uh, first was to print that image that we looked at with all of the green in the background you know, that we looked at in the last episode. I printed to both uh, Canon Fine Art rag, uh, Photo Rag and Museum Etching Fine Art Papers and um, all the time for both of, that, both of those tests I had the matte photo paper selected in the printer driver with color management turned off and the, uh, in, the, in the printer driver and the rendering intent set to perceptual in Lightroom. And, of course, uh, in Lightroom selected the Harney Muley papers uh, profiles. Both of the, uh, you know, the photo rag and the museum etching um, prints came out perfect with no colour casts, and they were as sharp as I could wish for. I finally started to feel uh, as though I might be able to use this printer without uncertainty. This was one of the things that had really started to bug me over the first three weeks or so. And after two straight prints looking great, I was finally starting to see like a ray of hope. Over the last week, uh, after figuring out that this was possible, and you know my first few prints looking very promising, I did uh, a number of other prints. I started to go up from A4 paper up to the uh, A3 plus paper, uh, getting a little bit risky here and pushing the boat out a little bit. Um, Generally, um, you know, I, I started to work with my favourite print at the moment, which is of um, all of the cranes in the river in Hokkaido. And when we were there for our workshop, uh, they were out there in the morning mist. Uh, this January it was when we did the workshop. And this is actually image number 1704, which I'll throw into the enhanced podcast uh, at this point so that we can look at that just to get an idea as well. I've also, though, created a PDF file, as I said, that will be released as uh, episode 144.1, so it will follow this podcast in the feed, in iTunes, uh, or on my podcast page. If you are not at a computer, you know, take a look at the image now if you're out, out and about so that you can see what we're talking about, but if you are at a computer, by all means, go and grab the PDF and... Um, I suggest that you know you open it up now and we look at the example images together. After the cover page there's a bit of an introduction uh, on in, in the document and there's a disclaimer that I'm going to repeat here now before we go on. Basically um, what I'm telling uh, you in the, in the PDF and what I want to say now is that you know th these um, these tests are you know they're not really scientific and the results are my sub subjective views based on my own experiments and you know I'm using available profiles and papers uh, so by all means give it a try if you want but do so at your own discretion. On page two of the PDF we see the first one of my prints and that's that's the one that we're looking at now image number 1704 but I've I've printed it out obviously and then taken a photograph of the print I've called each batch of prints that we'll look at, print 1, A, B, C, print 2, A, B, C, etc. 
in I've put a little tag in the top left of each page um, so that we can sort of check that we're on the same page literally and I've overlaid a text note um, at the bottom of each image uh, to let you be able you know to catch up on the settings that I used for each print as well to help us sort of walk through each one and also uh, you know so that you can actually use it as a reference offline um, if you do a bit of experimentation yourself so let's get into it let's look at print one uh, and that was printed on you know this first batch was printed on 13 by 19 inch uh, which is a3 plus uh, Canon fine art photo rag paper using the uh, the Canon this first one I was using the Canon photo rag profile and the rendering rendering intent was set to perceptual you can hopefully see from the PDF that this has come out very bright almost as though the photo was overexposed this is not an, an overexposed image um, or an overexposed uh, photo of a well-exposed print or a, a well-exposed image that's been printed it's just it's basically the um, you know the the profile and the you know everything just basically has thrown it out that way this is what I get when I use the you know these settings Canon's paper Canon's um, profile but with the rendering intent set to perceptual um, so you know here too bright too much pink there's a little bit of a pink um, you know th there actually is a pink cast in this image in the frosty trees but it's a little seems a little bit too pink maybe because of the um, overexposure sort of thing or uh, because of a color cast but I, I think more the latter um, but uh, you know if we move on to the next image print 1b shot with exactly the same aperture and shutter speed um, you know I'm talking about not my my photograph of the print not the not the original um, we'll see what happens when I print this same 13 by 19 inch uh, Canon photo rag uh, print when I you know I print two Canon photo rag this time though printed with the Hanimulid, um photo rag profile and the rendering intent set to perceptual remember that I also now have set the paper in the printer driver to matte photo paper so I can actually open up those margins as wide as I want or print right up to the edges of the paper this is exactly what I wanted to be able to do in terms of freedom to select my own margins tonal qualities and sharpness you know we'll look at uh, what this looks like up close shortly and although the quality appears um, very different between the same image printed from my uh, my old Epson and the new Canon Pixma Pro 9500 at a glance um, this looks very similar to what I can make with the Epson you know from this distance from a normal viewing distance it looks very similar to what I can make with the Epson um, except that the the Canon print actually seems to have more detail in the branches and the trees along the side you know that the Epson looks looks beautiful and and perfect, but the, you know when you compare the two, this profile um, used with you know the the photo rag with the Harley Mule um profile and the set the printer driver set to matte photo paper gives me um, a slightly better print, but very very similar looking to what I was getting with my Epson. So I'm I'm pretty happy with the results here now. On page four, we see print 1C, which I printed on Canon Fine Art Museum etching paper this time, 
printed with the Canon Museum etching profile. By the way, to avoid confusion, I should also mention that when I'm using the Canon profiles, I'm also selecting the matching fine art paper in the printer driver. So this is exactly how Canon believes it should look. In this third part, in this third print, I, I selected relative as the rendering intent. The change in paper doesn't really make much difference to the tonal qualities of the print here. So I tried the, the relative to see how it looked. And again, it looked much brighter uh, than I would like it to be. Though it wasn't as bad as I found with the photo rag using the perceptual, um, you know, which just seems, I think, you know, as I've done these tests, that they just shouldn't be used with perceptual. In print uh, 1D on page 5, I've again printed to the Canon Museum etching paper, but this time using the Harney Mueller uh, photo etching profile, and the rendering intent is perceptual. And again, uh, selecting the matte photo paper in the driver. Uh, this too is exactly what I want from my prints. I actually used, um, used this paper and these settings and printed out a, a 13 by 19 inch print with a 3 millimeter border. Yes, Canon, if you're listening, a 3 millimeter border. And the reason that I wanted to do that was because I, I had an A3 plus sized um, pre-matted frame that I wanted to print for um, because it's my image, it's my intention, it's what I wanted to do and I did it and it's now looking absolutely beautiful on my wall in the office. I really simply couldn't have done this with the Canon um, suggested way of doing it, their software, so you know, figured out how to do it differently, it looks great and I'm going to prove to you um, hopefully that, it, that it's a good way of doing it as we move forward. If you look into the back um, of this first batch, batch of images, you'll see that there's actually a pair of cranes dancing. And, you know, the, with one of them there sort of jumping up into the mist. And what I did for the next batch is I shot that section of the image with a macro lens to inspect the image as though we were looking at it through a loop. I decided to do this having done just that. I inspected all of the prints with a loop as I was concerned that perhaps the matte, using the matte photo paper in the printer drivers instead of the fine art paper would give us a lower resolution image and maybe give worse results. Although I was happy with the results on close, in, uh, you know, close inspection with the naked eye, just sort of looking at it a lot more closely than you probably would if you had it on a wall or something. Um, I was still, you know, soon I was, my intention is to start selling fine art prints made with this printer. And so I really needed to be sure that they were up to scratch. When I looked through the loop though, I was surprised at how rough they looked when magnified. As someone that makes part of his living from selling these prints, I can assure you that, you know, the print that you will hold in your hand is you know a beautiful work of art but as we look through the next batch of images you'll probably doubt this print 2a is basically just a macro shot of the center of print 1a but as a reminder this was um canon photo rag paper printed with the canon profile and the rendering intent set to perceptual you can 
see the slightly rough surface of the paper and you can actually see the texture of the paper and you can make out the crane jumping up um, and the branches of the trees and the blades of grass uh, in the foreground there, branches of the trees in the background. But this doesn't look great at all, um, partly because it's printed out too brightly. In print 2B, for which I use the Hanimule uh, photo rag profile and uh, the rendering intent set to perceptual, you can see that we have much more detail and can make out the shape of the white wings and the body of the bird and you know the surrounding birds um, there are much better. Not brilliant, but you know a lot better. And as you know, as we can also see more detail in the the foreground grass and the frosty trees in the background. Print C is the Canon Museum etching paper printed with the Canon profile again, a little um, a little bright bright as we as we saw earlier, um, but brought down by the relative uh, rendering intent as opposed to the perceptual. Then uh, once again in print. To D, we can see the Canon Museum etching paper with the Hanimule. I can't say this without laughing. Uh, the Hanimule uh, profile, and the rendering intent is set to perceptual. This looks a little rough um, at this mag magnification, as I said. Um, but uh, I, I do want to reiterate that it's a very nice print. Um, I've actually already made um, both photo rag and museum etching paper based fine art prints available on, from my website now uh, based on these tests. I'm, I'm happy with it. Um, one surprising thing is though that these don't look as good as the Epson Professional when you're looking at with this Epson Professional ultra smooth uh, fine art prints um, that I've made so far. Obviously I have a few um, that, I, that I've done in the past and when you view them at this magnification they, they don't look as good just simply. Um, for a reference point print uh, 2E is exactly just that it's the ultra smooth paper from Epson with the same photograph um, it's printed slightly ever so slightly larger because I uh, had a slightly less than 35 millimeter border to the to the left and right but for all intent and purposes, it's pretty much the same print, uh, but done with my old Epson on their ultra smooth paper. Um, that the this paper is actually um, pretty fine. It it, it is ultra smooth, um, and it's it's probably less textured than the photo rag, and that definitely plays a part in this. Um, but you know we can use that for the best comparison, and you might want to just sort of hit the up arrow on your keyboard three times very quickly to get back to the photo rag print um, while you still have the, the Epson version on it like um, burned into your retinas. And then that's basically the photo rag print with the Hanimule profile. I said it without laughing. Uh, but I think that you'll be able to tell that the Epson print does seem much more analog than the Canon print. Um, it's it just, you know, the ink seems to have just be applied to the paper better. The edges seem to be slightly better defined in the Canon print, though, and this is probably, um, you know, especially when looking at the at the prints through, you know, without not through a loop, but just with the naked eye, um, you can see that, like I said earlier, there's more. There seems to be more detail in the branches of the trees, and the birds seem to stand out a little bit more in the river, 
um, when viewing the rest of the print, of course. And it basically, you know, it, the Canon print does seem sharper. Um, and overall, you know, it's, it's a tad better. But definitely looking at, at these, um, these examples, the Epson seems to win out there. Um, and, you know, I, I wouldn't blame you if you thought that this, the, these prints probably look really bad. Uh, but I can assure you that they're not. Um, you know, there are people that have bought these prints. I know that there are a few people on the website uh, in, at martinbaileyphotography.com that own a copy of this um, this print on the old Epson paper, um, and they'll probably vouch for me if required to uh, that it, it is a nice print, very deep, lots of detail, um, and very nice to look at. And the Canon version is slightly better, um, but you know, with with the tonal qualities and everything. Um, I would say they're they're very similar. If you looked at them separately, you wouldn't know. Put them side to side, and you'll see that the Canon print is very slightly better. And that's really not bad when you consider that the Epson printer is six years old. Um, it's done a lot of work as well in those six years old, but the technology is obviously six years old. So, you know, uh, all you know, top top marks for to to Epson for their printers because they do still make excellent uh, machines. Basically, though, for my um, immediate purposes uh, to, to press on here, I'm now happy that these two fine art papers with the old Hanimule profiles, um, you know, I'm happy with the prints that I'm getting with them now. And so I've updated the website, like I said, to make fine art prints available uh, using these papers. Some people, though, prefer to see the images on gloss or semi-gloss uh, papers. So... I did a few additional tests to see what I come up, could come up with with the Canon papers and this time even using the provided profiles though still printing from Lightroom and allowing Lightroom to do the colour management I found that the, result, the results were quite pleasing uh, with little um, you know, element of uncertainty. Of course the, the gloss or the semi-gloss papers have much narrower dynamic ranges than the fine art papers Blacks are very black though and the gradations seem more compacted but if that's the sort of punchy image you want then it's definitely an option. After a few more tests just sort of making the making sure that I was okay with this and after after preparing for this podcast I've actually added these two papers to the uh, to my cart as well. Um so you know you can buy any of those but basically um you know the fine art prints really are the two fine art papers. Let's take a look though, what I did in the PDF, I added a few more um, tests on the glossy papers and semi-gloss. So let's take a look at those as well. Uh, we start with, um, I'm going to actually, before we move on, the this is image number 1830 on my website, if you just want to see to help you um, to envisage what we're talking about if, um, if you're out and about and not looking at the PDF right now. So we can see that my test prints start with print 3A on page 11 of the PDF. This batch of prints was done on A4 paper. Um, again, I've used the 35mm top and bottom border or the sides of the print for this landscape format. Even when using the Hanimule profile around, yeah, workaround so that the sides... Basically, I've, I've kept the same size border so that we can... Um, keep the, the prints consistent throughout. This first print, number 3A, is done on Canon Fine Art Photo Rag uh, paper using the Canon profile and the rendering intent set to relative. Now, 
for relative, this doesn't look all bad. We have nice gradations in the bokeh there and lots of dynamic range in the image. The, uh, the blacks are nice and black and the colours have reproduced well too, including the greens. For print uh, 3B, I used the Canon Photo Rag paper, but this time I used the Hanimuli Photo Rag profile with the rendering intent set to relative. Here, the photo is definitely not as good as the Canon uh, profile print, um, brought about by the relative um, rendering intent, of course. The gradations are not as clean, and the colours are a little muted, especially in the green and pink bokeh back in the background there. This is not really surprising, as Hanimuli suggests that you use perceptual rendering intent. So it's around this point that I started to click that you know these profiles were probably made uh, with made from prints that use the rendering intent set to perceptual. I have not uh, managed to find out find any detailed instructions on printing with Canon profiles, so I've still not found uh, what they suggest. But I'm starting to think that you know kind of cottoning on a little bit late here, but starting to think that um, generally uh, you know. For, for the Canon profiles, you just should just set it to relative. They were probably created with the relative, um, the relative intent, although that does tend to create overly bright prints for much of the time. We can see in print 3C, though, for which I used photo rag, uh, Canon photo rag paper with the Hanimuli photo rag profile and the rendering intent set to perceptual, that we have the most dy dynamic range of all three prints and the bokeh, uh, especially that ball behind the top right of the flower seems to spread out a little more um, you know, telling us basically the gradation from the colour to the black is a little bit better. Overall this is my favourite of the three prints and a close inspection um, with the loop tells me that it's as sharp as when I, I was using the Canon profiles and the paper set to fine art paper in the printer driver. Remember that when I'm using the Hanimuli papers, I'm trying to, um, I'm, I'm trying, not trying to, I'm trying it with uh, the paper set to matte photo paper in the printer driver so that I can remove that 35mm border restriction, even though I wasn't using that here um, for these examples. In print 3D, we can see a print that I made uh, to the Canon semi-gloss photo paper using the Canon profile and the semi-gloss uh, paper selected in the printer driver. All Canon settings, basically. And as this has no 35mm border restriction, I can print to whatever size border that I want, uh, even with all of the Canon settings, because the printer is physically capable of printing to any size that we want to. Um, I didn't do any more experimentation um, for this paper. The rendering intent set to perceptual seems to do a nice job, uh, though you know the prints there are much punchier and uh, you know they have deep dark blacks, uh, slightly uh, compacted gradations. If you toggle between this and the last, last picture uh, that we looked at with your up and down arrows or the, the, you know, the, the page up or page down keys on your keyboard, you'll be able to see clearly how much more uh, the bokeh spreads out on the fine art paper than on this semi-gloss print.
still as a photograph i i still think it has value so as i say i'm going to add this to the um the possible papers that you can select when um you know picking images to buy as prints from my uh, shopping cart on the website uh print number 3e was done on canon's gloss photo paper again the canon profile uh, and the same paper selected in the printer driver and the rendering intent was set to perceptual i'm pretty happy with this print uh, too for a gloss paper which i rarely use i should say we can see especially if you toggle back and forth with the semi-gloss version that the gloss paper is actually seems to have slightly more dynamic range but still with nice um, though somewhat compacted gradations and good color reproduction the other good thing about the gloss and semi-gloss papers is that they're often uh, sharper under close inspection than the fine art papers due to the nature of the paper but I, pr I personally prefer to look at a fine art print um, done on fine art paper uh, and even you know that's under glass or taken in the hand um, you know there's no doubt in my mind that fine art papers are better um, the glass actually though when if you do um, frame up and look at fine art papers under glass that glass uh, gives the gives a little bit puts a little bit of the gloss back into the print um, you know so they they're generally very matte uh, to begin with um, but that the glass adds that back so you end up with a similar effect but the, the quality of the print just seems to be better to me much more pleasing to to look at if you put gloss under the under um, glass by the way it can often end up like you've got a glossy um, surface on the paper and then the the gloss effect added by the glass you end up with it, with it being too reflective and you you have to be much more careful to make sure that you don't place the prints where there's some light source behind you or you know somewhere in the room that will reflect in the easily reflect in the glass and on the surface of the print because it's you're going to get reflections a lot more easily than you would if you were displaying a fine art print anyway that's it my conclusion is that my workaround for the 35 millimeter border issue is valid and it not only removes much of the guesswork um, because I I know that I can use the rendering intent set to perceptual which is my favorite anyway um, image quality is in general better that with all the tests that I've done so far I'm sure that these paper profile combinations are not recommended by Canon but uh, they are both tools that are available to us so as I said before if you want to try this please go ahead at your own discretion um, I'm finally now though very happy with my new printer and looking forward to creating more fine art prints um, in the coming weeks months and years and you know hopefully I'll be able to make people happy with them um, as happy and hopefully happier than the the comments that I've received over the years for the um, the prints that I've made with the old Epson So that's it for this week and with this we wrap up this two-part series on the Pixma Pro 9500 pigment ink printer from Canon. I hope it helps. If you were as annoyed as I was with that 35mm border restriction, remember there's no more borders. 
I know that I'm definitely happier now that I don't have to worry about that. I'm off to make some more prints now though, so uh, I'll be back next week with another episode of the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. In the meantime, you just have a great week, whatever you do. Bye-bye. photocastnetwork.com your photography resource in the potosphere photocastnetwork.com